Hello and welcome to Equal Education Radio. My name is Sinete Mandleleni. Last month, South Africa's Graft Watchdog Corruption Watch released its annual report, which labeled schools as a 2015 corruption hotspot. According to the organization, education made up 16% of all reports of corruption, more than any other sector in the country. But this is not an episode about corruption. Rather than bring you yet another story about corruption, this episode offers ways communities can protect their schools from corruption by principals who Corruption Watch found to be the most common offenders or members of the SGP. Mr. Ronald Menowe from Corruption Watch shared with us many ways corruption manifests itself in our schools and the tools corrupt leaders exploit for personal gains. One of the highest number of spots we get is on the national nutrition program. So the food in most schools don't necessarily reach the learners. They end up in the boot of the cow, the school principal, teachers, and school government board members. Even when the principal says no, they should be able to stand up the principal and say, but our right says that we can come to your school and see what our children are eating. Because we know what the national nutrition policy says. A learner must have this kind of food, if learners are going to have 10 fish, for example, on Tuesday, and the role of the school is 500, learners should be, parents should be informed that actually how many cans of fish should be opened on the day. Counting cans of fish is an excellent and innovative way of fighting corruption, but not the only way. As Mr. Manawe explains, even just reporting corruption is an important first step. Corruption Watch was started in 2012. Our mandate is to expose corruption and come up with strategies on how to fight corruption in South Africa. So we see a lot of corruption happen in schools from all fears. So no fee schools, but also quintal five schools has got its own chapters. Because corruption in schools, uh, in fairness, affects almost every household in the country. And then people are starting now to look out for these corrupt activities that are happening. But to combat or even report corruption, we must first identify it. What does corruption look like in schools? And who are the main players? The types of corruption that has been reported to us include stuff like thefts of funds, where principals having so much power in changing the signatories for the school's account. For example, in other schools, you'd find that there's a school treasurer who is being forced to sign blank checks by the school principal. What we see a lot happening, especially in rural and township, a principal is this highly respected member of the community who drives a car, who lives in a better house, who speaks English. So most people are not even aware that actually uh, there is corruption because they trust him so much. The SGB leaves everything to him to do, and then he sees that as an opportunity. Communities become scared of school principals. So how can parents and communities close the gap in power between the principal and everyone else? For example, if I say to them, do you know that you can go to school during break time and just observe what they are eating? 
as, as parents, you've got, you've got a right to monitor that. And they would say, but the principal is locking the gate and the principal is locking us out. So they don't understand their role and their responsibility as parents. So as Corruption Watch, what we think we need to do first is to share as much information with parents and school governing body members as possible so that they are confident in the information that they have and that they have the know-how and that they have the how-to. But also the other challenge that we, that we see is that the training that the school governing body are receiving from the Department of Education is not adequate. The department takes a one-size-fits-all approach where training is provided in English to a group of 1,200 people at a go on financial management. Other people don't understand uh, as fast as others. They go back to their, their schools and they cannot implement any of those things that they've learned. Better technical training and knowledge of rights could go a long way. What we have learned out of this whole process is that education is key. Education in a sense of capacity building for parents because we believe that parents have to play a pivotal role in holding the schools accountable. But if they don't have the information and the tools to hold the schools accountable, they are not going to be able to. We encourage them to attend parents' meetings, but if they don't know what kind of questions to ask there, what kind of information to expect, and what kind of response to get with applicants, then they won't be able to engage with the process. We all know corruption harms schools and communities in many ways, but hopefully, with some of these tools of reporting and training, we can empower our schools to provide better quality education to learners and maintain their independence. If you feel that your school struggles with corruption, or if SGP members at your school could benefit from additional training, Contact Equal Education's Eastern Cape office at 043-642-1616.